Welcome to this week's episode of the Perceptive Readers, a podcast series made in the Product of Culture, aka Parkbooks website's office. Hi, I'm James. You can have an awareness. Now, do you also have the spirit with it? Hi, I'm James, and welcome to this Parkbooks update moment. If you go to the parkbooks.com website this week, you will see some special features on the home page of the website. I actually took the time to quote a couple of scriptures, which I will reference here so that you can have them for your encouragement. The other word is edification on this day. I'm actually doing this on a social sharing Thursday. <laughs> you know, I like to say that. But here is the point. Getting back to you have an awareness. Do you also now have the spirit behind that awareness? The awareness of knowledge. You've heard about this great awakening happening throughout the whole world today. And it means uh, certain things for uh, different people, uh, depending on their life and their station in life. They are finding out things uh, on an economics level, on a, a governmental level, if you will, and even a spiritual level about items and knowledge and other types of subjects people have talked about to them for years. And it was more of, oh, I heard that, but never gave too much thought as to really understand why something was said. And see, and that's how you get into the spirit behind what was said. So with this knowledge that's coming out uh, that is causing people to make decisions that they would not have, you know, actually made years ago. Uh, there is a certain amount of, um, deeper thinking and meditation required to make sure the knowledge you gain now, how are you going to implement it? You see, in the best way. And that's where Getting the spirit behind something comes in again. I'm going to give you an example of this. Uh, like I said, if you go to parkbooks.com, you will see that the scriptures that I uh, quoted for you or I you know, wrote down that where you can look up, uh, they are in Matthew chapter 18 and they actually pertain to forgiveness, uh, how, well, you know, I'm getting ready to give you the whole thing. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that on this because I just want you to read it for yourself to see just how much love, uh, when Jesus was talking about that, he showed would come from him and his father on people, uh, debts they owe and things of that nature. And of course, this was just dealing with uh, forgiveness. That's, that's what's, you know, more on it. And something that's interesting at the end of one account where Jesus referenced, you know, forgiveness 
But he didn't just say forgiving somebody. Guess what he said? Forgiving somebody from their heart, you see, or from your heart, forgiving somebody from their heart. See, that gets again into the spirit behind what Jesus was saying of talking about forgiveness, not just to say, okay, I did this. I, I got rid of the, the, this debt or you don't owe me this debt anymore or what have you, but a refreshment of feelings. You see, another word I can use is, uh, there's more happiness in giving than, you know, receiving, which also comes uh, from the a good book. And you see the spirit again, where when you're able to give somebody something, and in this case, even a forgiveness of debt, uh, guess what? You feel just as good inside for a variety of reasons. One, because you're able to, uh, you know, act like your father in heaven, as Jesus would say. Uh, but it comes about as well to see that you've made a person's day. All right. Now, but that's, that's right there for you to be encouraged just to read all those accounts that are put there because I, I really wanted to share those with you. Uh, we're going to go right to the beginning though of Matthew chapter 18. And this is what I mean uh, in referencing, okay, you have the awareness and even the understanding of this verse that we're about to read, but do you also have the spirit with it? In Matthew chapter 18, a very known statement Jesus made in verse 3, and verse four, where we'll just read all four verses in Matthew chapter 18, verses one through four. It states, in that hour, the disciples came near to Jesus and said, who really is greatest in the kingdom of the heavens? So calling a young child to him, he stood him in their midst and said, truly, I say to you, unless you turn around and become as young children, you will by no means enter into the kingdom of the heavens. Therefore, whoever will humble himself like this young child is the one who is the greatest in the kingdom of the heavens. So persons are reading this right now and say, yeah, okay, I understand that. Jesus said, uh, be humble like a child. Yes, you understand that. Now, you have to start thinking about a child. What is it about the child that makes him humble or her humble, this child? Uh, what traits and qualities does the child have? See, by meditating on this, then it helps you to really see the spirit that a child is trustful, you see, a child, as a person will say sometimes, uh, uh, prejudice is not in the child. It is something that they had to be taught or really observed in order to, you know, end up developing it. This is just, these are just some of the thoughts of how people uh, view that. So they're saying that a child is basically um, innocent or a nice, uh, I don't want to say a blank slate, but still a sponge all the same to learn 
many good things and they learn it in humility uh, because, you know, they love their mother, their father, uh, the person, you know, who is taking care of them. And it just doesn't, you know, uh, take much for them to obey, even though some people say, well, do you know about those terrible tools? Hey, it is what it is. But all the same, you see, those are qualities of a child. You also realize how sensitive a child is uh, to the direction uh, of the parents and just wanting to, once again, even please uh, the parents. You see, uh, you, you think about when a child loves the parents so much in general, that child just does everything that the parent says. And, and again, we want to put the terrible tools aside. So again, having the spirit, see, this helps uh, persons when they read this, not to actually say, I'm going to uh, uh, just carry out the actions of being humble, you see, because the understanding is you're supposed to be humble. And so for some, some person may say, well, you know, I just don't feel this way. So they, they do carry out the actions. But the spirit behind this is once again, what Jesus want his disciples to know is I do want you to not only know this but to sincerely feel it in your heart you see he didn't want us to just do things for uh, optics you see uh, just for perception of being a certain way because you can have a person who's, uh, you know, even in a company is trying to go up the ladder or the corporate ladder, so to speak. And this person can carry out every single action, you know, that makes it look like they, you know, uh, they are humble. Um, but then, uh, if they don't really have the, the, the spirit behind it, it's like, okay, I'm just doing these actions to get to where I want to get at the end. So then by the time they get to at the end of climbing the corporate ladder, uh, the way that they felt about all these different situations, uh, uh, once again, reveals itself in the first place. You, you see what I'm saying? So the whole point is, it was like, okay, did you start acting like a child because you wanted to get to a certain higher place on this ladder or that ladder? And, but you really never did feel it in your heart in the first place. Or, you know, on the fulfillment or the grasping of this the spirit behind what Jesus was saying, you do have people that just feel that way all the same. And so you can see why Jesus said this, you see, this is how the people are in heaven. This is how the spirit and being in, in the spirit beings in the heaven are. They 
really just wouldn't have or don't have any ulterior motive at all, you see, on helping and serving others. Now, isn't that something? And, you know, with such a spirit like that, hey, the persons make sure that they're doing things to even cause you no further harm if they want, you know, uh, to help you. You see, the focus is all on really helping and being humble in that way. Jesus showed very good examples in this, did he not? Um, there were different times where you could see the hard-hearted uh, spiritual leaders of that time. Uh, many of them, uh, you know, were always trying to uh, make Jesus look like he didn't know what he was talking about or he wasn't who he, you know, the people were saying that he was and things of that nature. And there were, you know, times you see in there where they, uh, once again, even bypass the normal way you're supposed to do things, even according to the law and, and even processes and things of that nature. And they would just try to get Jesus to say something or to even judge a case in this way or that way or whatever. And guess what? For one, one reason, this is how I thought Jesus, you see, cause he mentioned before he wasn't there to sit up there and be judging, uh, you know, people, even though, you know, people were certainly would have reacted to any adverse judgment or, you know, that would have came out of his mouth. But, you know, you can look up those accounts and, and I just want to make sure you're aware that you can look up those accounts where they tried to get him to judge a certain situation. And even that situation they brought up to Jesus, they actually didn't even do the correct procedure or process, you see, to even really bring that case, you see, to Jesus in the first place. So that's one of the reasons why, you know, Jesus didn't even have to respond to him. But in a nutshell, a lot of people heard of this statement and they read it for themselves in the book where Jesus even said, you know, he didn't say, you know, I'm saying, you know, but I'm saying, you know, this is what Jesus said. He said, let he, see, who has no sin cast the first stone. You heard of this, right? Yeah. So here is the thing again about the spirit behind everything that is being said. Even when you have a disagreement with somebody, some disagreements uh, can cause a lot of pain. This is one of the reasons why I tell you that there are other scriptures in the Bible that even talks about uh, not being nosy, you see, uh, not interfering in situations, you know, before uh, it's time. Uh, this is why in Matthew chapter 5 and Matthew chapter 18, uh, uh, people are supposed to, you know, talk things out. And then uh, once again, there are even provisions where certain 
situations, again, are even resolved with the help of his shepherds. They are resolved also in guess what? Confidentiality as well, you see. And when you're really aware of the spirit behind what Jesus was saying, because you know already have the awareness of reading it and then even understand it, then you get the spirit. You can see a statement that you've heard me make many times about knowledge, about, once again, you use knowledge to truly try at least and even succeed many times to help a person not to harm them, to help a person not to harm them. This is why, you know, you think about persons who have gone to psychiatrists. Hmm? Now, psychiatrists, uh, many persons have paid a lot of money per hour to be able to talk to these different ones, have they not? And what does the psychiatrist uh, relate uh, in their, you know, operating uh, way of operating and set up and sessions and stuff that this information is what? Confidential, is it not? Confidential. Because if it wasn't confidential, then would that person not only, you know, certainly wouldn't spend money, but would the person go and say, I'm going to this psychiatrist and I'm going to lay down on, you know, on the couch. But then at the same time, then the psychiatrist got what? All these TV screens around them, you see. And yet the paperwork, their mode of operation and everything else says, yes, this is confidential. But then on the walls and the ceilings, they have what? The outside world. So it's like, why is that person even going to the couch in the first place in the psychiatrist's office, you see? So, but this, you know, this is just a scenario to go to show, hey, um, many persons say, you know, you're not even following your own process, your own statements of this is what you do to help somebody. In fact, if a psychiatrist did it some other way, wouldn't that be once again a, a derelict? <laughs> uh, am I saying it right? Derelicts of, of duty? You know, I'm had to look that word up again. <laughs> but wouldn't that be in so many ways uh, from the uh, ignoring the confidentiality and all these other things that this person? is uh, paying money for even, uh, it is not being fulfilled. How would uh, Jesus view something like that? You see, it's not being carried out. But anyway, I wanted to talk a little bit more on Matthew chapter 18 because I wanted you to be able to see there's a lot of not only understanding on how to resolve matters and to judge matters. But in there, you also see the spirit behind it 
that really goes to show you with this knowledge, this godly, elevated knowledge, then the spirit behind it is you use it with the intention that you sincerely want to help, not going into it to sincerely just try to hurt somebody even more. Because always keep in mind, God can still take care of things no matter what in, in different ways. And he can even do it in confidential ways, no matter what the so-called nosy persons, you see, uh, at times uh, uh, still won't know and never will know. Because it was never their place in the first place, you see. So I just want to share that with you. And thank you for being with me on this uh, Park Books Update moment. I hope you will read Matthew chapter 18 and do your best to keep the spirit of it. As always, will you be able to do these things perfectly? You know, probably not, because sometimes there are situations, as you know, that comes up where it's like, uh, uh-uh, I'm, I am so through with that person that it's now in my DNA. Have you ever heard that? It's now in my nerves. So that's what people say. It's getting on my nerves. And so what do I mean by that? It really is true that there are traumatic experiences, uh, people have at times where the body even remembers it and actually reacts in a certain way that can really hurt the person, you see, if confronted with certain situations. And I've mentioned some of those situations in times past that I won't mention here. Uh, I hope some of you remember that, see, when certain persons have experienced this or that, it's like, you know, okay, this has really gone into God's total hands now because it would just cause so many other problems. And I'm talking like a person can have a mental breakdown and everything of that nature, you see. So these are just some thoughts to keep in mind. And just want you to know that you keep doing the best you can. Uh, make sure with your awareness, you always try to grasp the spirit behind it as well. Okay. And you have a wonderful, wonderful day. You have just listened to the Perceptive Readers Podcast. Remember, until next time, if you read something that encourages you to improve or enhance your life for the better, it becomes your reality.